tortured by insanity. I'm tortured by insanity. Hello, everybody. It's Phil the Issues Guy with uh, this week's Issues Program. I'm here in beautiful, snobby-ass, well, Issues Studios City that I don't want to tell you in case I piss off one of you people out there and I don't want you to know my hometown, but it's very snobby here. Yeah, very smug. There's some smug in the air. You smell some smug. Yes, you do smell some smug. Well, today I have with you a very special guest. I've been trying to get him on the podcast or the radio show for years. And of course, the day I finally get him by the house, I don't bring a microphone for him, so he has to be all cuddled up close to me. Let's see if we can get a camera here, even though some of you are probably not listening to the audio here. We have, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful, the beautiful Steve. I'm not going to disclose his last name either because he might not want to know people to know he's on this show. But Steve has one very, very awesome, I would say, uh, added incentive. You have a nickname called The Dude. You were lucky. You were lucky. I mean, at the time that you got this nickname, The Dude, The Big Lebowski was popular in small cult circles, but it wasn't quite as popular as it was before. But because of Steve's laid-back attitude, his his believance of the freedom of cannabis. Being lazy. Being and lazy. Uh, and do what you want. You know. That type of stuff. Because of all those things, a lot of people, and his... He had longer hair at the time. Uh, it's he, coming back. It's coming back, but the resemblance to Jeff Lee Lebowski... Jeffy Lebowski. That's what it sounds like when I've done too many J's. Jeffy Lebowski. That I was, I was trying to say it was Jeffrey Lebowski. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And we've got the dude here. The dude, Steve, the dude. The and, dude abides. And before we came, we, we started our hippie activities, which we don't condone for anyone under the age of 13. Right? About sure. 16, 16, 16? It oh. was 13 for me. It's 13 for you. What What would you say would be the proper legal age for people to be allowed to purchase and smoke marijuana? 18? Is that a good, is that a good solid age legally? Uh, I, would, I, would, I would make it 21, same 21? as alcohol. Okay, fair enough. Fair Just enough. because uh, if you make it 21, the 18-year-olds are going to get in there anyway. So if you make it 18, the 15-year-olds are going to get in there, I think. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. That was completely simple. I need to get more little toys. I'm stuck with just a few. Sorry you have to kind of look at Goofy's vagina here. Yeah. That's right. The backs of turtles. Yeah, the backs of turtles and, and uh, different cards that were given to me by my friend of the show, John C. Riley, host of the later program. So, everybody, this is the Issue Show this week. Now, you can call in if you want to join us and, and say hi, or if you want to say hi at any point in time you're listening to this and leave me a message at 781-990-8509, 781-990-8509. we got a lot of stuff to talk to. Uh, I invited Steve out. Steve and I were hanging out. We hadn't, we hadn't spent some time together in a while, and it was good to see him. Um, and so I kind of tricked him into it. I, I, I knew I, I do my podcasts on Thursdays, and I said I didn't have anything to do, but I knew you'd be coming by, and I knew... You know, it's where I'm wary of the trickery. It's all right. It is. I, I it is. You know, you know, coming in. he knows me well enough to know that if I'm inviting him over, there's some there's some uh, skull foofery afoot. There's 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 some material motive. Nefarious or otherwise. Maybe. Maybe. No. And the nefarious needs was to want to hang out with you, but it was also to, you know, force you into a situation to make you 
talk and and take one of our silly, ridiculous conversations that we have while we're waiting to do the show and do it during the show. And why not have everyone listen to uh, what we have to say? Exactly. Because it's so interesting. I mean, why we, not? What our opinions are the ones that matter, really. No, because no one's else opinions really do matter. Exactly. It's, I mean, ours, um, yours probably first, but no, then mine. No, no, no. At this point, right, right now, the fact that you're here in Issues Studios, in the beautiful... Po- palatial studios of uh of this place and if because you were here you have just as much cred as i do right now you are full of fucking issues too you have problems you have extremes the microphone gives you cred it does and just the balls to get up here and talk and and know that if i'm too quiet if i if i keep my mouth shut for too long it's it's the dead silence and no one wants that they'll be like oh, it's possible that saying cred doesn't give you cred but it, it it could it could, it's it's like one of those one th- minus one equals zero, so we're like at a zero cred cred level right now. It's like it's it's like when you want to be I mean cool. It's even. It's an even cred. So level. it's like Marge Simpson asks, if you have to ask if you're cool, are you cool? Are I, we cool? I try not to ask those I, questions. I don't think we're cool. We're hanging out with a bunch of Disney characters and other sorts of toys. I think yeah, and we have Star Trek toys. We have farts. We have ex wrestlers. Named Yokozuna. I, Yokozuna, ruler of Australia. <laughs> I, Lex Luthor, ruler of Australia. Before we got on the air, we were talking about whether whether Kevin Spacey's horrible portrayal of Lex Luthor destroyed... It so, is it possible for an actor to give such a bad performance that it could destroy his or her credibility for you forever in believing them as, you know, as a, as a different kind of actor? You know, a good example would be Halle Berry is obviously a good actress. She can do a lot of great things. But her awful portrayal of Storm and Catwoman, does that make you does that does that make it difficult for you to look at other Halle Berry movies and just because you're hot does not mean you can play a superhero, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. But because sometimes superhero people that play superheroes, I feel, don't take them seriously enough. I don't think you have to take it so serious, like like Christian Bale, Batman serious, because Batman's serious. But you do need to take it serious enough that you're not looking at yourself as a joke or trying to just not give your all to the part. And I feel, especially in the first X-Men movie, she didn't – she was going in and out of accent. I didn't seem to get a performance out of her that was needed. I think she's better as it go, but the story is – Well, more. I think the genre, while popular, I think um, an actor might not take it seriously and uh... – there are some that do and some that are good in it, but like Kevin Spacey, he's a great actor. I've seen him in, you know, so many great things and Unusual Suspects in particular. He was a great villain, but but I guess. Oh, by the he- way, I want to spoil something for anyone who hasn't seen it. Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Sose. Ooh, oh, 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 shit! Did I? You did, you should have said that. Dude, dude, dude you should have said that. Out soon? Dude, you should. How long before they remake The Usual Suspects? There are some ten-year-olds that have haven't seen that movie. Yet. But my whole point is, <laughs> I hope ten-year-olds aren't listening to this. But my whole my whole point is, at what point? At what my whole point is, what point? At what point does something stop being a spoiler? Yeah. Okay, is yeah. there a point? Like, can I spoil Citizen Kane? Rosebud is a sled. <laughs> I mean, did I just spoil Citizen Kane? Citizen For Kane? someone you did, but I mean, you know. Is there a statue of limitations on spoiling? 
I, you know, I don't think there is. I think uh, spoiling is going to be spoiling no matter what it is. See, I, th I you got to think that at a certain point it, it becomes Creative Commons use, you know? You have to be able to just use it. You yeah. have to be able to say it. I can't... Yeah, Oedipus put his eyes out, by the way. Die, yeah, exactly. Romeo and Juliet die in the end. And I'm sorry, there, there are stories that we want to know the end. Why do you think we keep watching Star Trek over and over again? We want to know the end of these stories. It, someone recently said to me, I forget who it was, but I had someone over that we were discussing usual suspects and they said that they enjoyed usual suspects more the second time knowing that kevin spacey was kaiser soze yeah so i'm not saying you can't enjoy this movie joke. you in you're in on the joke exactly and I, and I think that's the best thing a movie can do in some cases like in fight club is a great example of that oh by the way in fight club oh <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm sorry people i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop fight club's too new I guess Fight Club's too new. It is not new. It's newer than than usual. Oh, maybe still, not. It's maybe like not. It might not old. be. It might not be. Okay, so so what are we saying here? What are we saying? Ten years? Ten years? How about on television shows? This is one thing that pisses off a lot of people. If it's out of theaters. If it's out of theaters. Okay. We'll all right. If TV. it's out of the five dollar theaters. If it's out of the five dollar theaters. If once it's, it's done, it's no. Then once it's, it's on Netflix. Video. No, once it's on Netflix. Once it's on home video. Home video. We're showing our age here. Once it's on DVD <laughs> or a digital download. Okay, well, let me just ask. When was the last time you rented a video? Oh God. Can you even rent a video? Anymore? Yes. Yes. In this town that we're in right now. Oh, Chet's. There is, yeah. Let's yeah, plug Chet. Chet's. Chet's video. In, Chet's video. It, you can, in fact, buy. Buy uh, vi or rent videos still in these this day and age, but that's one of the few examples of things you can rent videos in. I guess my point is, uh, yeah, once it comes out on DVD, so you so that's what you're saying. The DVD release is, I would say, I mean, for some people, they might even say once it goes from the main theater into the five dollar theater. Okay, I, so so we can safely say here on the issues program, we've declared we've we since we know everything. Since we are the guys that know everything. If you haven't seen The Hobbit yet, I mean, what can we spoil? No, what can we spoil? Oh, I, did, I actually did not. I wasn't able to spoil Fight Club. So, 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 by the way, in Fight Club, Brad Pitt is really a dwarf that escaped, escaped from Santa Claus's oppressive rule back in the North Pole. And that's, that's the truth about Fight Club. Mm. It is the truth. And it, it takes place inside the uh, eyeball of a large giant ma named Macumba. <laughs> I, d I, didn't want, I didn't want to plug this company here, but, but I got this stuff called Smart Water. Just, I, I don't know why. It's doing its work. It, I feel slightly smarter. I do. It, it's, it's slowly doing its work. You look smarter holding it. The, just this little bit. Just because it says smart water. I feel like a cross between a douchebag and smarter. Hey, look, I'm drinking smart water. The reason why is because um, I went at lo local, uh, well, I don't care, CVS. I went to a CVS and I built up those extra bucks. And I had uh, $2 and extra bucks. And apparently you don't get change on extra bucks. So I went to go get the 99 cent water. And they were like, you know, we can't give you change that. Well, why can't you just give me a coupon? Because I figured I'd get two different waters. So I decided to splurge and it's get. like you won't be back. Yeah, exactly. I'm coming back. See, the days of like, oh, uh, you know, uh, Little House on the Prairie where you could just say to the Olsons, you know, just put it on uh, my credit and I'll be back next week. Gone by the wayside. Nope. Not anymore. Now they're forcing me to get smart with my water. <laughs> Sorry, I'm typing something. As I go in back, here we go, type again. Yes, with the dude. Yeah, I'm, there we go, the dude. 
See, you're the dude. Two old sodas, Gary. Yeah. He, I, I also uh, I made sure I got Steve very high on uh, on grape soda and, and duty brownies. Before. Surprised how good the grape soda was, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Soda stream plug. Everyone should get a soda scream. Scream. They should scream. They should scream about getting a soda, soda stream. stream. Yeah. That is that, how is that not a commercial? I know. We are we are geniuses today. Are they are they are they friends with us? Are they listening they to should us? Be. Right we, now? They should be. If they're not I mean, someone, someone tweet at them. Get SodaStream to listen to this because we are doing an advertisement today. If I drink enough SodaStream, soda my SodaStream will be real green. Perfect. Number one hit. Fuck Mumford and Sons. We're the newest, newest hit friggin' shit. Okay, I'm, I, eventually that's happening. So just soda stream. <laughs> so I guess we should get to whatever my opening story is. So let's let's do this shit. We'll get to it. My bit. Where's where's my visual? I had a visual for here. Oh, yep. There we go. Let's get ourselves so we don't have to look at ourselves I'm for a second. Visuals, man. Oh yeah, dude. Disney has shut down Lucas Arts, a video game arm of the Lucas Entertainment Empire. Yeah. Laying off its staff and ceasing its development of two forthcoming Star Wars games. After evaluating our position, oh, sorry, we gotta do this like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> After evaluating our position in the game's market, Mickey seemed a little too harsh, so they got goofy instead. <laughs> After evaluating our position in the game's market, we just said, "Fuck those people. We want to save money and try to make as much money off this cow as possible." I can't believe I've been replaced by a stupid dog. <laughs> so, although Star Wars Lucas. Arts itself will halt development of its two major products, Star Wars 1313 and First Assault, which I'm actually really pissed off about. I was looking forward to 1313. It appears those games aren't dead in the water. A source with knowledge of the decision tells CNET that maybe an independent company will pick them up. So basically the point here is that Disney's decided to not fund a really quality game company that's made some great games. You can look at one that's on the screen right now, Battlefront and Battlefront 2. And also, a lot of other great Rogue Squadron were all great games that got put out with the Star Trek franchise. And, and Lucas, in all his fucked up shit he did, he put a lot of money and let the developers do their things. And, and for whatever it's worth, you can say about the new prequel movies, they would have made great video games. I mean, you know, a lot, it, a lot of love went into those games. It's easy to feel bad for Lucas if he didn't fuck up my I, movies. I know. I understand, man. I understand. But okay. We're, 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 we'll get to that in a second. But the thing is... Yeah, fuck Lucas. He yeah. fucked up. He fucked up our child. Okay. Yeah, thank God. No. Thank God. Someone, a hero, came in. A child. One of our childhood heroes. Even no matter what you think about Disney Walt. and your adult uh, yeah. and Walt Walt's and whatever. Co- Walt's coming in. We grew up to think of Disney as, uh, you know, hmm. Peter Pan. I am upset about Lucas Arts. Robin but, Hood. But all those people hopefully will get jobs within different companies. And we'll still get great video games from the minds of Lucas. And Lucas's these arts. games will get made. It might Hopefully. take a little bit but, longer. But, but unfortunately, the announcement that I did here is that Disney is going to focus Star Wars video games more in the direction of licensed property games like movie tie-in games. And movie tie. Let me let me hit because Steve isn't the biggest I'm not video, a big game. video game. Okay, guy. so I'm gonna I'm gonna clue you in here on, on licensed video games. Like let's say for instance, Star Trek, the movie that's coming out soon, has a licensed video game that's coming out with it. 
Let me tell you about the Star Trek video game before I even play it. It's going to feel rushed. It's going to suck. It's going to have, it's going to be very poorly made and very little attention because it's on a time clock to be released when the movie's released. Right, right. Basically, Disney's saying, we're going to do the same thing. We're we're going to make Star Wars video well, games. Well, that's what Disney's good at, and you got to yes. expect them to do that. Exactly. And Disney, for their credit, has made a couple of decent video games for for those type of games. And Epic Mickey, Mickey was, too, was a decent enough plot through Disney history at times. And and they definitely gave a lot of love to, you know, the Kingdom Hearts to so maybe they'll do license their properties out to other companies. Who knows what's gonna happen with this. But the point is George Lucas has sold off his shit. And I think in general I talked about this on a couple of shows ago, but I'm we're gonna talk about it again and get Steve's opinion. I think as and he was hinting at that a little bit, Walt Disney I think nothing. I think you can say bad things about Walt Disney. You can dig up horrible things about anybody's past and stuff like that. But what Walt Disney did is he understood how to entertain children and adults at the same time, and and, and combine it in 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 movies that won Os- won Academy Awards. You know, like that were that good, and and then create with Disney World again an amusement park that's as exciting for excuse me adults to go to as it is for kids. And his company's done a lot of great things over time. They had the re- resurgence in the '90s, you know, with movies, with movies like uh, for, uh, Aladdin and Little bad. Mermaid. Good or bad, they're good at making a product. Yes, and it's marketing more, and a and product, in, and in more, money off a product. And in more and... recent times, Disney bought Marvel. So if you like what happened with the Marvel movies, with the whole friggin' connecting movies of what happened, you're going to like what Disney's going to do with Star Wars. No They're going to hire some good people to work on it, and this and, and Lucas is going to stay out of it as a figurehead only and not have much creative input, if any. And and I don't care. A lot of people, oh, we're digging these old actors out of cobwebs. Say what you want about, and I said this before, say what you want about the other Indiana Jones movie. Harrison Ford wasn't the problem in it. Harrison, It's, it's the new vaudeville. It's the new Commedia dell'arte. I mean, it's the traveling... It's these stories that are timeless. The you know the the dark prince, the princess in uh, being held captive. It's these stories that we keep retelling. But uh, someone someone that's a better bard is going to tell the stories. Yep, and and someone who actually cares about the source material. And and I I jumped the cart before doing the horse right there or whatever I'm going to say. But the thing was, excuse me. The thing is. Star Wars, the original prequel movie, it's not the prequel movies, Lucas's prequel movies, even though he sort of backtracked history and decided to re-canon this and say what he did it for kids, kids tend to like them. They're good kids movies. You know, kids, generally speaking, kids, the little kids that watched it were moderately entertained by the movies. Where you get into the problem is people of our age and a little bit younger and older than us. The people that were big fans of the original trilogy that don't see the same heart or the same balance of character. I would say that the original trilogy, kids and adults liked, and we were hoping when he came up with the prequels that, yeah, kids liked them, but we were were hoping that adults would like them also. Exactly. And that's what I hope happens with this new movie. And that's why I understand you want to bring bring back Luke, Leia, and Han. I mean, they're all still alive. They can be older versions of themselves, 70 years in the future or something like that, in the way that in the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, the guy uh, 
DeForest Kelly played an ambassador that was like 150 years old that Data got to talk to just so you could have a little bit of fan service of connecting the old cast and the new cast, even though that wasn't supposed to be Dr. McCoy. But it was, you know, technically it wasn't, but it could have been. Yeah, but that's what families are. Generations telling stories to other and generations. And wouldn't you... And I'm sorry. I would love to see Harrison Ford be Han Solo one more time. I would love to see Mark Hamill don the Luke look. And, 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 he, and all the damage that Mark Hamill looks could just be of the years he fought to rebuild the Jedi Army or something yeah. like that. Or the Jedi Order. Or not and Army. don't give us Flash. Make it real. Make it, you know... Yeah. Leia has... As kids, Leia, you know, uh, it becomes a, mo- a mother. And, and let's uh, jump, you know. let's jump right over to it. Also, the writer that's working on this is the person that wrote Toy Story three, which I think is, in my mind, the best of the three Toy Stories. I don't know if you got a chance to see it yet. It, you'll, you're going to enjoy it when you watch it, and it's a, a movie that appeals to kids and adults. It has a very serious. I would, I would argue, in some ways, it might be too serious for kids at times you know there's like fear of life even though they're toys you know it you know fe- you know there's fear there even though you kind of know in the end spoiler that that the that the toys <laughs> Not the kung fu grip. That, the, that the toys survive in the end of toy story 3 but also that who they tapped to be in charge of all this the same person that worked on the reviving the star trek universe none other than jj abrams Man, so he's how do you yeah, how do you feel about the J.J. Abrams situation being being we're we're I, I should I should clarify I mean we, he is a genius he's the dude he's awesome but also where Steve and I connect on the geek level of anyone who's you know looking for that hit cred Steve is an amazing comic book superhero that type of geek and also a D and D constant D and D player and but more specifically where where Steve and Steve will be a big part in May hopefully of Star Trek month. He's a Trekker, Trekkie, whatever. We're Star Trek fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. So so having been... Now, we've got issues. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's enough of us for, for a second here. <laughs> now, being a Trek fan, which it's, it's a convenient way of calling someone a Trek fan. It's a convenient way of avoiding the whole Trekkie, Trekker thing. Yeah, I never got into that fight. Yeah, And I never got into either of those as being really a title for myself. You know, I guess if I had to attribute one of those titles to myself, I would say I was a Trekkie, just because I like the term better than Trekker. It seems to bounce, be more of a uh, musical term, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, no, Trekker's a little odd. Yeah, it seems a little weird. I, I think those are people, I, I tend like to I'm think... on some kind of journey. Yeah, like Which it's I very, am, I guess, but, but, but it seems like a very serious journey. Like, there's not enough... Like, that's what's... And this is... I could be wrong here, and Star Trek fans, I'm sure you'll let me know if I'm wrong. I think Trekkers tend to be people that are more into the newer newer Star Trek and not as much into the old thing. Think of the old one a little lesser. See, I, I where Trekkies know. are old school people. At least that's where... Because I've watched those Netflix movies. Uh, uh, the Netflix, Trek Nation. Trek, Trek Nation. And, uh, yeah. and, Trek, and I think, if I'm getting this right, I, it might be the opposite. It's, sometimes I get nearsighted and farsighted wrong, too. I'm not sure which one. I'm like, which one's which? This is one of those things. I'm pretty sure Trekkers are people that are just into the Berman Star Trek, so to speak. And Trekkies... Oh. Are more into the original Star Trek and and have trouble taking the newer stuff. Interesting. I thought it was the other way around. It, you could be right. You could be right. I could be wrong. One of us is right. One of us is I right. Trekkers are the ones from the seventies that brought back the uh, show to do movies and um, you know, but that, s- that that started the whole. But uh, Steve, the important part, Comic-Con kind of. Um, the important part is one of us is right. Yeah. <laughs> At any given time. If you're right, that's, if you're that's right what, 48% of the time, you're wrong. This is why I always want, you know, always wanted you as a, you know, more consistent co-host because you're an automatic contrarian. 
You know, you'll automatically <laughs> disagree with everything I say by, by nature. And, and then by, by definition of us talking, if someone's listening to the show, one of us is right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, ale, the ale dead, the, the Eddie Dale thing. Um, funny side note, and this is a little Boston-oriented stuff, so if you're not uh, not into the Boston talk, uh, you might want to pause or fast-forward a few minutes here. Love that dirty water. Dude. Uh, Glenn Ordway losing his job on WEI. Have you uh, heard about this? No way. Yes, yes. He's he, not head of EI anymore? No, no. They were, he lost the ratings for the first time ever to Felger and Maz, um, and they, uh, they, they replaced him with this awful wooden guy. Wow. So now both in our time, Dale and Eddie, Dale and, uh, Glenn have been, you know, Can demoted. I just say this is, this is just another footnote on the slide of Boston radio. Yep. Boston radio. Used to be growing great. Growing up was the best, best in the world. Honestly, best right sport, now. Best talk, best Right music, now we're the best. Independent. Right now, now we're the best. Now it's corporate and clear show, 101.7, BCN. AAF, although AAF is still on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but, yes, but mean, not for uh, long. Honestly, like, yeah, not for honestly, long. honestly, I hope on this is no. Dis- I know a lot of great people that work at AAF. Yeah, wait and, for ZLX to be gone. But I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like, I, I speculate, unfortunately, and this is just a speculation that all general terrestrial radio will be gone in the next 20 years. So sad. You know, like, and and I don't think that's I don't. I think the, that in newspapers generally will basically be gone. There'll be two. There'll be USA Today will be the last newspaper standing. There'll always be college radio, I guess. And there'll and there'll always be broadcast, which is what I listen to. And I mean, and you might not listen to it as much because there's also people like myself, John Riley at the Later Show, uh, Boston Bass Brigade, and other podcasters that are Linda Esch, uh, that are out there doing. Basically the same thing in their own houses. The same thing that we're doing right now. See, this is where my oldness comes in and my I call this a radio show. Dude, I call this dude, I call this a radio show. Yeah. You know, we're doing a radio show. Yeah. You know, it's a podcast. I mean you're gonna be listening to this on iTunes, but it's but it is yeah, we're gonna be you you'll be able to, you know, send this link to iTunes eventually to your Sorry, sorry, I'm getting giddy. Woohoo! <laughs> on Saturday, I'm talking to the boss lady about getting my podcast on iTunes. Oh, by the way, guys, this is the Issues Program. If you haven't checked, if you haven't figured that out yet, check out my website at issuesprogram.com for the latest links to my uh, to my videos, news articles. I just put out an article today about a Jeopardy video game I played. I know exciting stuff, but I played it, so I figured I'd review it. It was eh, eh. I'll say just save you the trouble of listening. Did it have Trebek on it? I mean, it did have Trebek, but but there there were certain problems with it. I mean, I I know no point to listen to the review if I'm going to talk about it, but but or read the review. But the point is, it was okay. But I'll show you later. The Nintendo Wii U pad is a pad that you can. It's right there in the the couch. You can. I was pushing touch. It's like a touch yeah. screen. You can write on it and stuff like that. If you're playing a Jeopardy game on something like that, you not being a video game fan. What would be one of the first things that would come to mind? Probably Final Jeopardy and being able to write your answer and the amount of money that you're betting on to the little screen yeah, thing. Or Match Game. Or... Match something, yeah. But no, none of that shit. No, no, it just sucks. It just sucks. It just, it's so cookie cutter. Again, to go back to what I was saying about licensed video game titles, <clears throat> it tends to be the same thing with game show games. Where is, and, this, and that was kind of my point in my review that I said, is that ultimately... If you put love into a game like that, if you put 
put Jeopardy sets from the 70s and the 80s and stuff like, you know, that you could unlock with playing it more. Do rock and roll Jeopardy where you have Jeff Propes make guest appearance. Have a junior Jeopardy, a tournament of champions, a career mode where you have to audition. That's just like the auditions. Unlock all the Saturday Night Live sketches yeah, of Yeah, exactly. And... Oh, that's what I'm saying. Unlock videos and stuff like you're, you're, you're reading my mind. It's a game that I would have kept here and been like, Steve, I got to show you Jeopardy. I know you're not big into video games, but you care about pop culture. Check out this video game. But no, they don't They don't care about any of that shit. It's just like a cookie cutter, like how quick can we pump this right. shit out, Jeopardy game. It, it's, 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 it's the seedy side of capitalism. If they only knew that if they put that love into it, they would make more money than if they and, just put it out as a And that's what's happening with all these, you know, radio stations and, and, and newspapers that are closing. It, it, it's just, it's sad. But yeah, Glenn Ordway got uh, kicked out the door. Uh, I actually called in the la- I called in the last day. Oh my god! Um, I mean, probably the number one sports uh, talk radio station in America and we, for we, at least at least ten years. And we both need to during t- a time in Boston when you saw unprecedented championships. And before, and- like I think it's worth noting that these guys got us through Loserville. Yeah, you know when we were Loserville from a sports standpoint. Maybe some of you youngsters don't remember the fellowship of the. You miserable. might not remember Mr. Antoine Walker in his wiggle. I do. I do. I was a uh, funny, funny story. It, you can watch this. I'll sh- I'm going to actually show you this video before I let you leave today. Uh, or two minutes of it. I played uh, John C. Riley, my uh, kind of sister show guy in uh, NBA Jam. We were originally supposed to play an older game that had Antoine in it. So I brought my Antoine, Antoine bobblehead over there. Nice. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I, I kicked his ass pretty bad, and, and he got to see some of some of the looks that only you've seen before. You know, like the, the me mocking the camera. I was like, you know, it's like me making love to the camera, like looking at like after I after I hit a shot, looking at the camera, like you know, doing shit like that. Uh, but anyways, so the bobblehead was there, and which is broken. My bobblehead broke, Aww. but it, but it, it started me thinking about the whole bobblehead fiasco of the 2001-2002 season. And I was talking a little bit about it, but, but basically the situation was Steve and I were very poor at the time. Still are. It, you know, we live off the beneficiary of, of others in some ways that are very, you know, friendly to us and it, that help us out in situations. And it, and, it, and we're great Celtics fans and we're not the type of people, especially then, maybe more now, probably definitely more now, but we couldn't really afford to go to Celtics games. And we made friends or Steve made friends with this kid a very... we. In our little circle that we we're hanging out with, yeah, it's been far enough that we can make this reference without people rolling their <laughs> eyes. Uh, we 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 considered ourselves almost a group of you know we were a group of friends and we all assigned we we're way into watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld at the time, so we assigned ourselves different character names of from the show. You know, Steve and I were the combination of Jerry and George in different ways because of our yantering and our constant babble. Right. We had a, we had a, his cousin who was a little weird and different was sort of a male version of Elaine in some ways. And uh, <laughs> Brian is in some ways. He's a little quirky. He's a little quirky. I like Brian a great deal in, in some stretches. But, like, you know, he's obviously a quirky guy and, and you know, can't dance. Dance is funny like that, too. No, I'm kidding. You can dance, Brian. But not that Brian's ever going to be listening to this. But but this other person was the we, Kramer. We should just call him Kramer. We're going to call him Kramer because he, he would sue us. Now, <laughs> now Kramer was a very unique individual. That's for damn sure. Kramer, it, it, there's reasons why he wasn't Kramer like the television show, but he would bust into the house, and when he comes in, everything must condone down to him. But he was a kid. I don't know. You knew more about his history. Um, we're not going to get into professions and stuff like that, but 
But I do know he was of some wealth, right? He, his family had some money or something Whatever, like that. He's from Marblehead, so. Yeah, yeah, but his family had money, and his dad had, like, at the time had those season tickets, had the special quality parking right, spot. that's true. That you, in the private area right by the right by the stadium that you took the underground tunnel to get to the stadium. Right. You know, it was like he, he had all the hookups. Maybe he wasn't rich, but he, he, he knew the underground, the the underground under underbelly of the Boston city scene and had the in into that and offered us flowered us with many gifts Steve Steve with few more than me and and then collected the fee of them after he's one of those people that you know would give you gifts and then later be, expect something in return for it but we didn't know that at the time at the time we thought he was just a generous guy he was like he was like that guy in the in the in in the school parking lot that gives you that first joint for free that gave Scott Bayo and Stone the yeah. joint for free. Scott Bale's like, whoa, I like it, dude. And and then, you know, you're going back later and having to pay him money. So he offered – he's like, oh, yeah, my dad gets Celtics six. We hardly ever go. The Celtics suck. And that was in the – when they first drafted Paul Pierce uh, – Rick Pitino, even in the even in the extent of the uh, like right after the Rick Pitino age when Jim O'Brien was the coach, it was the year of the fourth quarter comeback. Yes, and Paul we, Pierce was with twenty seven points in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, and uh, uh, I think it was a twenty four point comeback in the fourth quarter to win. Uh, it was a, it was uh, the Celtics never went anywhere that year, but they no, had, no, it, it was it was the year before they made the run to the Eastern Conference Finals to right. lose to the Nets. Right. It was because that that next year is when I went to a lot of games with my cousin Pete. When I went to the I went to a bunch of those uh, 76ers playoff games and my cousin Pete, and we were harassing Iverson and Jason Kidd. And uh, my cousin Pete yelled, still to this day, the funniest heckle I've ever heard at a sports game. Dikembe Mutombo walks right by us, like two, like I'm talking about, like two or three feet away from us. And and my P- cousin Pete just goes, goes, Go build a church, Dikembe. <laughs> and I, I can't, I can't tell you. Like Dikembe looks at us and looks at us and smile, like the biggest smile, because he didn't say it in like a really mean way. It was like, it was like Dikembe was killing us the game before, like had like thirty-seven block shots or something like that. And Dikembe's walking by all serious, and we had like we had. I think I showed you that game. Dikembe Mutombo does build churches in Africa. He does, and we support that. That's a great behavior. No, no, not in my house. But but Dikembe was really, really. Cl- that was this game. I think you saw that game where me and Pete were like right on the sidelines. Oh like yeah, you could yeah. See, you were right behind the bench. Or something right behind like the bench. Like we were right. Freaking, like you could see us on TV. We just looked like two dumb idiots on the television. You could see us in the playoff game. I had I taped it. I had think I had you tape it, and I like watched it the next day. You could like pause on this. He's like, yeah, I could see you all over the place. But that game, so we were really close, and he just yells up to Dikembe, Dikembe, go build a church, go build a church, Dikembe, and Dikembe like laugh. He lost. It. He just started giggling. He was like, he was laughing at us. Iverson did not like our taunts. No, not one bit. Iverson was pissed off that game because that that game, that game we went to, was the playoffs game. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice. Practice. Oh, right, that was right. the after the post. That post game was that the famous Iverson. Iverson's a general anger, anger guy anyway. I yeah. Think, no, he is. He definitely is. But but I but I but I but he even though his his error was short lived. 
in the in the era he in the time period where he was at his best, he was maybe one of the best clutch NBA shooters ever. If he could have come and been a Celtic with Paul and Antoine, no, I think it was I think it was too, it was too late. No, I think Iverson's best team because I think it worked worse for him when he brought in people like Chris Webber and they tried to make the team better. The right, best no. 76er teams when they built they gave him like four rebounders in him. It was a one oh two or something like that. Yeah, and and he was and he that was the year they, they beat lost in the and, the, and there was a year he they they lost to the that was the same year of the we're gonna get back to it the bobblehead situation um it it uh but that year they lost to the lakers in six games in the in the nba or five games in the nba finals and uh but iverson that year was unstoppable but his whole team he bit like seriously they built or it was and so was Shaq. and so was Shaq. uh, and so was kobe but that was the year that uh that they had eric snow at the point guard so iverson didn't have to dribble the ball up so he could just work off picks and then the rest of their team was all rebounders like they had seriously, they had like f- the the small forward was was six ten rebounder, and they just had Iverson shooting it like thirty five times a game and averaging thirty points a game, you know. And it was like okay, you know, it wor- you know works out. Or f- excuse me, forty times a game, I think that year he averaged. But but that year, Iverson was a clutch guy. But but my point is kind of like Isaiah in a way. Did I just spit on you? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry about that. Kind of like Isaiah. I promise you next time you'll have your own microphone. Now, I, the thing with Isaiah is he's a small guy, and he took took the ball to the, the hoop so vehemently. You can't last like that. Iverson's the same way. He, he shoots so much, relies so much on speed because of how little he is in the position he plays. Once he lost an even half a step, and, and being someone that doesn't like to practice, once you get past the age of, like, 27, 28 in the NBA, if you don't practice and keep it up, any of that youthful skill you had just washes away. Hence, Antoine Walker, who was amazing in his youth and even in his first few years. But once they had the lockout and he never got back in shape after the lockout, he was never quite the same player. I mean, but you have to work. You have to point of practice is to, it's like in anything, like with acting, with with anything, you have to keep it up. But I didn't want to get into a whole big sports thing, which could be a whole different show altogether. We'll, okay. In our sp- Celtic sports preview show, but this bobblehead just goes to show we're fans. We are fans. We're sports fans, and going that's, to a game is a special thing. Exactly. We were really into this. So when he said, "Guys, do you want some Celtics tickets?" We were really excited. We shit our pants. And, and got beamed up by Scotty. It was, Oi, Phil, you want to come up here? Yes, we do, Miles Edward O'Brien, even though you sound more like Scotty than Miles. Oi, Phil, I'm your engineer. Time to play some shitty sound effect because you're a dork, motherfucker. Hey, hey, don't do that, Scotty, whatever your name is. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I said, oh, shit there. I might edit that, oh, shit out. But no, we don't edit shit out on the issues program. I said, oh, shit, because I looked at the... Uh, looked where I was recording and I, for a second there it looked like it wasn't recording and I was like oh, are we not recording this always record always record always and I record. am I'm recording and I'm backing up the recording so don't worry about this so I might edit this part out in the final recording so we go right two three that is some funky shit that is some funky shit and we take it now so we are big sports fans no doubt doubt. we so going to a Celtics game is a really big deal and this kid as we mentioned being the type of person that let's say is is like we said someone that maybe does something considering he's a little privileged yeah a little bit of the cred he can get in, in this future he's thinking about he's thinking about oh by giving these guys something I can get something in return later. We're not thinking about it like this. We're thinking he's very generous. 
And he gives us Celtics tickets. He doesn't. He gives us one Celtics ticket. He gives us two. He gives us three. He gives them to me to bring people that I ask him for. He gives them to Steve to bring other people he asks him for. We go to a lot of Celtics games. We go to a lot of Celtics games. It, it happens for a while. Then we go to one Celtics night. It was just Steve and I. And it was Paul Pierce. No, it was Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker bobblehead night. And we got both got our Antoine Walker bobbleheads. And we went home with our Antoine Walker bobbleheads, and we were really, really happy. And we were talking about it, and he came over, we thanked him. We were like, oh, wow, we got the Antoine Walker bobbleheads. Isn't that really awesome? Wasn't it great, great, great? And he goes, give me your bobbleheads. Give me your bobbleheads. Give me your bobbleheads. And you might think we're being kind of selfish here, but he didn't say anything about this ahead of time. Or something like that. He's just demanding the bobbleheads. And then he starts going, I'll never give you tickets again if you don't get What are we going to do with a bobblehead? His is broken already, and, you know, I, of course, gave mine up. But, yeah. I, but by this time, it would have just been a toy, you know? Yeah, and it didn't matter so much. And then... What are things? And, and it turned into a big fight that he was like... But then, he had a solution. If you guys go to... Paul Pierce bobblehead night and get me a Paul Pierce bobblehead, then things are okay. And mind you, he said this to us both. I don't know if he said this to you, but I heard him say this. He wanted them just so he could sell them on eBay. Yeah. To be honest, I never got it. You know, I had to give both my bobbleheads away and never got them and whatever. It was just a thing anyway. But, you know, it makes a difference in my mind, only because it's kind of a proof that I was at this show. I was yeah. at this yeah, like a live yeah. event. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, it's Which cool. is why I keep the ticket stub for concerts that I go yeah, to. Yeah, and, like, and that's the thing. It was it meant, it, I don't give a shit about a bobblehead either. It was like the Indian giver sort of thing where he's like, oh, you got bobbleheads? I want the bobbleheads. Give them here. Both of them. You know, like, and he wasn't I, asking for one. I was there one. when the dead played Dark Star for the first time or whatever. Yeah. Or he, he wasn't asking for one. He was asking for both bobbleheads. He wanted them both. And then he said he had a solution that, that, if we could go to Paul Pierce bobblehead night, get him three bobbleheads between the two of us, and give him all three, everything would be forgiven. <coughs> so we went to Paul Pierce bobblehead night, and I think out of spite, neither of us got bobbleheads. Yeah, did we not get the bo- No, I think No, I remember thought- we saw the line or something like that? We were like, fuck it, fuck him. I remember us saying that. We we're like, this is the last Celtics game we're going to. Fuck him. Or some, something like something like that. Or you got maybe you got it and and I gave and I gave mine away or something like that because I don't have the Paul Pierce anymore. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I gave mine to him. I mean, oh, you you ended up giving yours to him. Yeah, I did. I I think I think that was the thing. Like I didn't give it to him or I didn't get one and was like, no, I just didn't get one. And he was like pissed off about that. And then he never gave us tickets again or never gave me tickets again. He probably gave you tickets. No, he never gave me tickets either. And you know, I haven't seen him. I've seen him once in the last uh, 10 years, so yep. it just goes to show how things last. Yes, it does, and it goes to show, yeah, goes to show some people are just so dicks. So far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those days. So we might as well. Let's get to some freaking more silly news. Do you remember the games, the King's Quest games? The old King's Quest games? No. Nah. Well, King's Quest is, is uh, resold. Uh, Telltale lost the rights and are selling them back to Activision, and hopefully there'll be more King's Quest I games. remember Activision. Yeah, yeah. It's an older... Now, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, has a new virtual reading room where anyone can search case files. Guess, guess what the number one most searched case is? Guess? You know? Kennedy. No, no. It's an FBI memo sent to J. Edgar Hoover in 1950 regarding flying flying saucers saucers. in New Mexico. It's the most in-demand file in the Bureau. Now, what is your opinion of aliens? You think they're aliens? 
Sure. Like around us and hovering, no, you know? No, I, in space, I agree. I think it's stupid to think that there isn't some life somewhere on a planet. Do you think aliens have visited the planet Earth? Do you think the government has covered up the visiting of aliens? Would you put it past our government? I wouldn't put it past okay. them. You wouldn't put it past the government. But I don't think it's happened. I don't think it's happened either. As far as like aliens, though, like certainly... Moss on a on a meteor that has fallen from some distant star, you know, has crashed on our planet. Could have mixed with our thing, our DNA, and created stuff, some, whatever. yeah, created some foreign object of some sorts. You know, they they say that a meteorite uh, destroyed the di- you know destroyed the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's and, one of the theories. Yeah. You know, and but as far as like you know, space battles and it's, Star Wars, I don't know. It's tough for me to even look into the you know what killed the dinosaurs thing. But at the Be- same time, there's a million you know. As many stars in the sky in our that we can see, there's all that many more galaxies in the universe too. So it's. Do you notice that the dinosaur possible? thing is like coffee with pregnant women? It changes every so often. You know, sometimes it's the ice age. Sometimes it's good to drink coffee when you're pregnant. Sometimes it's not. Right. It's got, it's got, it's like one of those things that switches off year to year. It's like what killed the dinosaurs? I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, the, I think the Flintstones killed them this time. Yeah. You know? Okay, what else we got? A new problem in communities across the U.S., the theft of the metal storm drain grates. The grates, which weigh 250 pounds, cover drains that often have uh, dropped more than 10 feet down, making their absence a danger for motorists and pedestrians. People are putting leaves over them and stuff for people to fuck. <laughs> Replace costs up to $800 a pop. But You know, you know, like uh, 10 years or so ago, or maybe it was more like 15 years ago, it was like the Millennium Coins, the quarters came out with each state, and it was a yep. different thing. The manhole covers started having, like, cool designs. So, like, in so, Salem, it has, like, a picture of the friendship. So you says, think it's some weird collector, like the episode of Star Trek Next Generation, the guy that kidnaps Data, the guy that ends up yeah, being the, the, guy that almost marries, movie, the guy that almost like, marries Daphne and Frasier. What's that? I don't know that actor's name, but but you know the guy I'm talking about. What's the name of that episode? Some, some All Toys, All Those Toys? Yeah. It's, all it's my toys. All my toys. It's in season. I know it's in the season six, I believe. But whatever. It's. It might be season seven. Yeah, it could be the collector. A collector. Oh, uh, it might be the collector. It might be the collector. But uh, but yeah, it's no a, the series. The the episode is called All My Toys. But I'm just saying, like. Yeah, maybe the collector. That might be. That's what's going on here. Is it, stealing manhole covers. Someone that so. wants it for their collection. Why else would someone steal manhole covers except just to be an asshole? I guess it could be an asshole. I used to flip over the soccer nets and. In my park. Some people think they're funny. Yeah, I, we used to do it to be funny. And we thought it was funny that that the next morning, the people before they practiced soccer would have to flip the the, the goals back. We thought that was you know, hilarious. It, it reminds me because I remember like in Hebrew school, like when I was like 10, learning something in, in the Bible about if you dig a hole. You mean the Jewish Bible? The Jewish Bible. No, okay. I know, I know, I know. But I'm okay. just saying, like, they were talking about this exact thing. If you leave a manhole covered, uncovered, like, there was a law against it or something like that. Yeah, I, I would, I, that doesn't... I'm just saying, we've been talking about opening manhole, co- yeah. open manhole covers for thousands of years. It's true. It's, it, do you hear about, I, this isn't in my news story, but you hear in Turkey where they found the gate to hell? They found some, uh... Let me see if I can find a picture of it. I thought it was in Albuquerque. Uh-huh, I thought it was in Detroit. The gate, gate of hell. Everybody, Google this. Gate of hell in in Turkey. Did I say? Like Dante's Inferno, gate of hell. Like it's it's like a tunnel to hell or like something. Michelangelo made a gate of hell. Mythical gate of hell in Turkey. Yeah, I don't right, know. right next to uh, Noah's Ark. 
Yeah, it's a mythical gate of hell. Archaeologists reportedly have uncovered what they believe to be Pluto's Gate, the mythical portal to hell in the ancient southern city in Turkey. See, that makes me believe in aliens. If, like, if there was some kind of like Stargate, you know, kind of thing. That would be like a, like a weird thing that takes you to the Alpha Quadrant or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Or some alternate. That would be pretty cool. That would be neat. I'm re- I'm ready for uh, replicators and uh, now, and transporters. Now, how do you feel about someone someone like this? A self-proclaimed video game addict says he's been sitting in the same computer in a Chinese cyber cafe for six straight years. The 30-year-old Li Mang eats, sleeps, poops, and plays games in the same spot 24 hours a day. He only leaves the screen for qu- oh, I guess I was wrong. Quick bathroom breaks. Start staff of the cafe. Never talk to him unless there's a technical problem with the computer. If he wants food, it's what, open twenty four hours a day. Yep. This place? Yeah, the video game cafe in China. Okay. He usually plays all night and sleeps through most of the day in front of the screen. It, well, it, the cafe is obviously getting some uh, some easy plugs from this guy. So. Yeah, and I bet he's really good at, at video games. We have a, we have a picture of him. Let's get the picture but up. Not so good at life. This is his picture. <laughs> 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 he looks strangely like the guy from the Make Love Not uh, Warcraft episode of Star Trek. And uh, he is a level 90 million na- mage in a, in a new game that hasn't come out yet. They don't say what game he plays. Yeah, it reminds me of that Onion article, Loser Plans to Stay in Bed for the Rest of the Day. <laughs> Homeowner... Local loser, sorry. Homie, homeowner Mosi Shirley and her boyfriend Mark Leonard and half brother Bob Leonard came up with an ingenious plan to blow up their Indianapolis home to collect the insurance money. Unfortunately, the plan blew up in their faces, which is kind of like faces, but too stoned, and two neighbors were killed in the explosion, and the trio was arrested on charges of murder and arson. Mark Leonard is now facing additional charges of being a dumbass, and, oh wait, and because officials intercepted his phone calls he made from jail attempting to orchestrate the murder of a witness in the case. People are funny when they're stupid. You know, but the thing about this is it's, it, you gotta, you gotta, Lifetime needs some place to find places to make movies about, TV movies. You know, basically cases like this are just... People just do this because they want to be immortalized in television movies. Because what else, what other subjects do you make TV movies about? Now, a Florida man accused of crashing his car through a construction barricade. Uh, you know, can I just yeah, go, oh no, back go back to that oh, for absolutely. a second? Because that was really cool. Because when we were growing up, there used to be the after school movie and stuff like that. And, and it was about the normal things, drugs and incest and, you know, getting raped and all sorts of different things. And... Now that those subjects have been broached already, like, it's hard to find the new, like, don't smoke ice, you know, yeah. don't, don't uh, run away to a rave and get abducted by aliens if they exist or something. But what is that now? I mean, what is the, what is the morality There center? isn't anything good anymore. Like, uh, don't use Facebook anymore if your parents are on it, you know, something like that. That's the new after school special. I guess the after school special now should be... Uh, communicate with people, be safe, you know, like be, be friendly, understand people more, you know, things like that. I think at the core of what people should, you know, be striving for to teach our kids now, no you know, doubt, but there's nothing scary about that. I hear you. I hear you. But so how do they scare kids straight these days? How, how does, how does it, how does it happen? It, you know, it's a good question. You can't do it because they're not watching uh, after-school TV. They're on the line. They're watching. They're watching. They're watching the same stuff we are. Yeah, exactly. And that—that's the thing. They're watching the same stuff we are, because they have the same or, access. Or to it. playing video games that are much better than the video games we. 
I mean, we played Missile Command and Asteroids. Hey. Have you ever seen Asteroids? I love that game. It's a little triangle in the middle of a screen. Have I ever played it? Those are the best games to me. Some of those old classic games, like in, in the Nintendo Age games, like Punch-Out and stuff. We're going to play Punch-Out after, after we're done here. It's Pong. Awesome. It had that wonderful sound. Doing, doing, doing. So yeah, man. Seawolf. That awesome sound. Okay. This is what people will do for ice cream. A man robbed Dairy Queen, you know, and then because he needed ice cream. I mean, that's what you do. You need that Dairy Queen. You need a DQ. I stopped liking Dairy Queen once they became DQ. I don't like that shit. Speak- I never lived close enough to a Dairy Queen, but I always liked it when I went there. Yeah, me too. No other place really had peanuts. Yeah, and no other place would really. I remember they would actually give me a soft serve and a sugar cone. Which I never understood. You being someone that's formerly a part of ice cream, what's the problem with me getting soft serve and a sugar cone? Why so many places refuse this? Well, because uh, the the wafer cone is made for soft serve. It has that extra yeah, I hear that you. extra that drips down and lets the drip into the cone. But you know, I, I never had that problem. We always sold uh, yeah uh, soft serve and sugar cones. That's what I want. I had problems there so many times in soft serve places. When I ask for sugar cones, they laugh at me and they look at me like I have thousand heads i understand that it may you know structurally be an issue but i want the flavors together that's true speaking of uh crazy addictions the guy from glee that plays uh finn got checked into rehab Corey monteith is how you i'm not i'm gonna fuck up his last name who cares the young actor who plays finn hudson on the tv show has voluntarily admitted himself to a treatment center for substance abuse now the funny thing about that is i was talking to uh panda from from land of Esh the other day about how we, you know, like the way he looks this season. How he looks more trimmed down and yeah. looks cooler this season. And I guess that's because he's back on drugs. Hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay, Hampton, Virginia Waffle House employee Susan Tinker called to report a robbery at 6 o'clock in the morning. Police spent more than an hour at the scene investigating before determining that there had been no robbery. That's when Tinker told the police it was an April Fool's joke. However, police weren't fooled when they charged Tinker with a false report, nor was her boss when he fired her. That's a girl that just wanted She wanted to get fired. You know, Obama's going to map the brain. <laughs> and it's costing us $100 million. I bet he's going to shrink. That's like 10 times the cost of, uh, what was that movie where they shrunk the ship down and went inside? Inner space. Interspace, but the the original one, uh, Journey to no no no. It's funny that it's funny the shows are are different. Like I consider Interspace the first one, but I guess Interspace is a remake of something. Yeah, the '30s where they uh, Incredible Journey or something like that, where they uh, they shrink the and of course there's a Futurama about it, and you know where they go into Fry's brain and uh, destroy the ganglia. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyways, is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna shrink. So wouldn't that be great? Shrink someone down, that, just walk around the brain and just mapping it. That'd be awesome. Like in the Star Trek episode, the, we could get Devin. He's a ship. cartographer, isn't he? Yeah, he could figure out. He could map it out. He could map the brain. Dwarken. We gotta bring the dwarven. And I'm on. sure he'd spread the wealth. Yeah, he would love to do something, something nefarious like that. <laughs> Tom Cruise believes in aliens. While I was in there, I put some heat, hidden doors and traps. In Tom the brain. Cruise believes in aliens, man. I know he of, does. Of course he does. He believes in Lord Zeno. In a Texas Highway Patrol trooper pulled over a gas tanker as a routine stop and discovered 3.9 tons of marijuana stored inside the tanker. The confiscated weed was valued at $3.4 million. And it was from Lord Zeno? Yep. 
No it was. Way. It was. Or maybe I'm going to start believing in this guy if he'll send me $3.4 million worth of weed. And finally, a Florida man wanting to hot shave, uh, hot shave heated his can of shaving cream on the kitchen stove. The can blew up hurling aluminum shards at his face. That reminds me of the part in Pump Up the Volume when that idiot chick puts all the, the stuff and you know, she just sits there and blows it up and it fucks up. Oh, fuck. But we do have one last thing to talk about here and then we're stupid going to say goodbye. Stupid people are funny. Speaking of stupid people, we're going to touch upon North Korea today, stating today that they officially... Uh, Approve, what is it? I got it written down here. North Korea approves nuclear attack. This is my final issue of the day here, folks. The final issue. North Korea approves nuclear attack. The Northern Korean military issued a statement on Wednesday saying that it had the final approval to launch nuclear attacks in the United States using cutting-edge nuclear weapons. The statement went on to say it was formally informing Washington that threats from the U.S. would be smashed. Cutting-edge, smaller, lighter, diverse nuclear strikes means danger. So, folks, check your clocks, folks. It's only two minutes to midnight. Yep. So we need Team America. We need an America. Fuck yeah. Let me just say something. So what? About, how do you feel about all that? Yeah. How do you? Feel I about mean, all North this? Korea. They're a proud people. He's a proud leader with a proud father, and whatever he wants, everyone to respect him. So he's going to threaten nuclear fallout. So, but but having said that, we just sent uh, missile defense systems to uh, South Korea. So. Here we go. And we never signed an armistice with North Korea, so we're still at war with them. My question is, what do we do? What's the proper response to this? Is it to do what you just said, where send in, send in uh, missile defense well, type units? I feel units? like that escalates. Or but, do, we, uh, do we be more proactive about it? Or do we do nothing? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it's black ops time. Now, and, uh, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is... What should the Federation have done about the Dominion right away? What should we have done about the Dominion right away before they even made their way through the Alpha Quadrant? We should have immediately set up that minefield. Yeah, how many times does uh, Kira say before they actually take action on the on the uh, wormhole? Like, oh, we're gonna blow up the 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 wormhole. We're gonna we're gonna stop the enemy from being able to come in. Yeah, it's sometimes too little, too late. Sometimes season seven, you just need to stop the enemy, and there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into this week's issues program. We could go on for hours here, and we will. But I will goodbye all. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Steve Fi- Steve Five Tone, the dude, for participating in the show, and obviously welcome. I mean, we'll talk about this afterwards, but you're better come back and next time i have a mic in case it was a little hard to hear him at times right we'll put a mic right up his ass but guys i thank you for listening this week check out my website issuesprogram.com to read my latest news and videos and see all the podcasts and stuff check out john and matt at the later show on sundays around seven check out the boston bass brigade land of esh all those podcasts and you can follow me at twitter at i got issues man and on facebook if you search the issues guy that's all that's it I'll be back. Mm. I'm technically not going to be back next week because of work commitments and other sorts of shit. But I will have a show for you next week. I've been, I've been, I recorded with uh, John C. Riley and uh, Stephanie Z, 
a commentary of Super Mario Brothers the movie where we sat and did a podcast while we were watching Super Mario Brothers the movie. We do a lot more of those. I want to get you on some Star Trek ones. Go through maybe like a whole Star Trek series and watch every episode and do record podcasts as we're watching it. MST3K kind of. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do some of those during Star Trek month. One of the episodes will be will be do some marathon, a couple episodes or something. But uh, we did a Super Mario Brothers the movie one, and next week's podcast will be that. So check out for that. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you next time. Later.